I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, I am joined with Hallie. Hallie? Yes, hi. How are you? <laughs> yes, well, hi. I mean, well, you told me this morning that I was having a midlife crisis. And that made me feel pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, hopefully it's not midlife because you are 36, so that would be a 72-year-old yeah. life. Yeah, so yeah, let's, does, And um, you just told me that you're guaranteed to lead at least to 100. Yeah, I, uh, I think like 105 feels good. Does that what it is? Yeah. yeah. You know, I uh, actually did um, a, uh, um, uh, I was doing like a spiritual kind of, um, kind of reading with our entire family. And uh, they were basically saying that like, they said a bunch of different things, but what made me think of that, they said, well, you will, you will have a very long life and you will decide when it's time for you to die. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, when yeah, you want to like drop the body. Right. Yeah. I actually heard um, uh, Michael Singer talking about this. Was it Michael Singer or, or Eckhart or Audition? One of those guys was talking about one of the masters that they were, they followed that was, um, um, it wasn't Rami Maharshi, but it was one of the Maharshis or one of the Ramanis. And basically the story goes, cause they weren't there was that he'd always written. They went back and actually looked at all his writing and he said, he's not going to die in a bed. He's going to be die speaking the truth of God and God in his view of consciousness. And so he was in India on a stage in his, 80s or early 90s and he was there and he just got done speaking doing his thing he didn't normally, look, normally do and he paused for a few 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 seconds and instead it was kind of awkward in the stage and he looked up to the like the sky like you would look up there and kind of like like looked in and got a smile and dropped his body and he died yeah did he was he telling did he tell the audience what he was doing no and it wasn't until it wasn't until after they actually went back and looked at all his journals and his writing that they actually mm -hmm. interpreted the fact that that's how he'd always wanted to die interesting and so like they, they, he was there giving the speech and all of a sudden he looked up and he just kind of this smile and they just said he, they used the words he just dropped his body and he just merged with whatever else was there actually do you remember when uh and speaking of this which has nothing to do with what our topic is today <laughs> no, but we got okay. a midlife crisis but adi shanti talks about his story of his grandfather do you remember in his book? Cause you read, did you read volume one, volume two of those things? Anyways, not two. in one of, in one of the, in one of the books, he talks about how his grandfather had always told everybody in his family, always told him that he was going to die on their boat. He was going to die oh, on his yes, boat. Yes. yes. You remember that? Yep. And of course, when he, I don't know if he was in his eighties or nineties or how over seven, I don't know yeah, exactly like how old on he a was. Lake somewhere. Yes. Yeah. He was on their lake in a boat and he had a heart attack. Yeah. And that's where he died. That's interesting. And they, he said, they, they said, he Audie would say that from the day he knew his grandfather, he always said like, Hey, when I die, I'm going to die on my boat on the lake. And that's exactly how he did. But is that like a, is that a Yeah, I know. That's choice? right. That it's, being yeah, I know. Is that that's, being, I don't know. I don't know. It's well, so, I don't, I think, you know, well, I was, okay. You know where my mind went. I don't know if we want to get on this topic so we can always <laughs> detour. It. Yes. If we, if we don't want to, but you know where my mind goes when you're saying that is the whole controversy and conversation around you have six weeks to live no around oh. a, a, assisted um suicide <laughs> how, how does that go because from like if you're choosing your where you want okay so this is where it also really came from we're watching outlander and oh, this is the truth okay. yes and yeah, one perfect. of the they're in the 1740s and one of the clan leaders is very ill and decides that he wants to die and so he asks yeah claire yeah. who's the yeah healer to help him and that's assisted yeah suicide yeah. in the 1740s but it's not that different from what you're saying is somebody just chooses and he just happened to have someone help him yeah. but how different is that from well have you seen an eight do you watch 1883 yet no I but keep, i, I keep mean i know there's a whole bunch of other controversy well, about you know 
well, doctor assisted suicide. Well, they talked about in, 18, in 1883. That's the same thing. Like they're like somebody gave somebody a gun because they just lost. There was like in a war and they lost his, his their kids and all this stuff. Right. And they're like, and it's still their choice. It was their choice to do it. However, we're not. We're, I don't really know if I have an opinion on that. Like, yeah, that's I don't even know matters. if I do either. I, I don't know if <laughs> when I was kind of going there, I don't know if that's actually attempted because it's not somebody else that's helping them. But it's like maybe they just get to a state and they feel the ability because of their state that they're in that they can let go of their body and that's when they decide to do it. I think it's. I think it's. I don't know. How don't, different yeah. is that? I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, we could pontificate on that for a while, right, but could, it yeah. could be a completely detour of yes. those things. But it's really interesting. I just thought that was like a really funny, not funny, but in the stories. And I think you, you can hear certain things like that if, if people, um, but anyway, your midlife crisis, which are really what I think you're doing is just asking existential questions though. Yeah. And really maybe it's like more like a quarter life. But. Yeah. It's a quarter of your life. Yes. But you're asking, you're getting the point you're like, you've kind of accomplished. And I think people get this right. And we were saying this before we jumped on air was that like people, um, you know, in their, in their, in, you know, high school, it's like its own animal. Like people aren't thinking it's just this whole animal, middle school, whatever it is in college. And then like you're getting your career and you're kind of driving, getting all these different things, whether it's a family or not a family or your career or whatever it is that you're doing. It could be sports, it could be an Olymp- whatever you're doing. Then all of a sudden at some point you start to like recognize that they kind of accomplished most of the things you have. I mean, maybe you don't have yachts and helicopters and stuff like that, but you've accomplished a lot of what you set out to do. And so you start settling in, not into a rhythm, but you're settling more into who you are. Mm-hmm. And then and all it of a sudden, does hit at different and it, it does absolutely lives. does. Some people hit that a lot earlier. That's or exactly or a lot right. Later. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, and I think I hit that in my twenties. That's why I started a lot of this inward work for the last 15, 16 years of my life is because I asked those deep, deeper questions of like, what is the purpose of all of this? Yeah. And, and can I be, can I challenge you on that? I feel like you may have accomplished things externally at that point. But I don't know if you felt settled internally. No, you're, I didn't that, feel that settled, age. but I had accomplished what I had set out to do that was keeping me motivated. That was keeping me inspired, which is all external things, which is all right. external things. But when did you feel like you were more like, for lack of a better word, settled? Well, I don't think it's like, a, it's not like a light switch, right? I think every day since that day, I've become more and more settled. But it's, yeah. it's, it's a slight drip off. It's not a one day I woke up and go, oh man, I can go tell Hallie today I feel settled, right? It was more yeah. of like a very slithering away, kind of like a shake. But there was probably more of like sh- an age where. Why? No, I, I think for me is it started with that awareness when I was 26 or 27. And then, yes, it's not like the next day I was like, you know, running around like, okay, let's, 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 you know, meditate in prana. It was more of like, it was a slow chiseling away. And then when you look back and you go, man, I've had a lot of growth. It's kind of like my kids right now. Like we did the, my son just went in for his doctor's visit for the year checkup. And he was, we were guessing, I was like, I bet you're four inches taller and 15 pounds heavier. And he was 13 pounds heavier, 13, eight and three and a half inches taller. It doesn't seem like he got taller, mm-hmm. but when I look back at the pictures, he seems like he really grew. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean. It's like your fingernails. They, they don't look like they're growing. You're watching them. That's the same thing for yeah. that settling in my opinion. Yeah. I say, cause, Cause I actually don't, I've, I've experienced it differently. Yes, exactly. I feel that I could probably pinpoint like an eight around a, an age where I felt like it wasn't it, where I felt settled and content like for yeah. the first time ever in my entire life. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. But I think that's part of why, I mean, yes, like you're saying, it's a different experience, but right. I think you're working on that for a while to get to that point. Correct. Yeah. And it may change again. Over, of course it will. Over time, but I feel like you probably could pinpoint an age ish too, if you really wanted to. 
Um, I think you're projecting on your experience. I, know. I want you to just tell me. <laughs> Give me an answer. I know. I, I, to me, I think it's more of like a, a slithering way. And I think, yes, there's a tipping point where it's like if you start at 99%, then you're at 98, 97. Like at some point, it starts to feel. It's kind of like when you're making a, a cake, if it's all you're, you're mixing it and you're making a chocolate cake and it's all white. At some point you keep putting the chocolate in, but it's still white, it's still white. And all of a sudden then it's chocolate. Right. Um, so when, when is that point? Is it the time that it just actually wears or is it from the time it started? I guess that's the, the, the separation differences. So anyways, we're going to move on. You understand my point? You know, like when you're, when you're making yeah, chocolate yeah, yeah. cake, no, right? I know what you're saying. So it's like, it was at the start of putting the chocolate mix in. No. <laughs> See, that's where we fundamentally, I think that's why it's different. Oh, so you think that your, yes. your settling started when you started. started? Yes. Oh, I would completely disagree with yes. that. Yeah, no, that's, that's why we're, yeah, because that's why we're having you, this conversation. Because every time you say that, I'm like, that is so not true. When you say like, oh, I started when I was like 15 or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like. I don't, I mean, I didn't know you when you were 15, but yeah. I'm like, I don't see that at all. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, so I Nor fundamentally, I see, I, you were I see it as the process, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I you see, see it as like an event. Yeah. I see it more of the, it's not really the arrival, but more of the culmination of the, the work, even though, you know, the work still needs to happen. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, so when you win the Super Bowls and winning the Super Bowls and all the work that I did before, it's just, it, I don't think it's the right or wrong answer. Mm. I think it's just how you view that. And for me, I always see it as like the day that you become aware is the day that it starts. Right. And I felt like the day I became aware that I was actually content. Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe took like 10 years to get exactly. there. So it kind of goes back to this conversation that we've been having, which is, um, well, it has really nothing to do with this conversation. No, it doesn't. I was just trying to bring a segue <laughs> to it because it was clearly going down that yeah, direction, wrong, which is, yeah. which is what we were going to talk about today, which is, is how do you take, do you, um, don't take it personally. Just kind of throw that out there. Like when people yeah. say this concept in business Partic or in life, yeah, although particularly in business, business I yes. think it's really relevant. Yes. Yes, it is where, um, you're sitting there and you're going, you're in a room and somebody's like, don't take this personally, but, but yeah. Uh, I don't really like the way you're doing the X, right? Or whatever that is, right. or whatever the whatever the that comes out afterwards, right? Or we need to uh, make some changes in the department, but don't take it personally. Yeah, or like there's actually some quotes that we pulled for this, right? It's uh, um, well, yeah, go ahead. Hey, you want you jump in? Well, I was gonna say that. Yeah, this is a f fictional one, but from yeah. The Godfather, I think yeah. it's so perfect. Michael Corleone said, "It's not personal, Sonny. It's strictly business." Yeah. And I don't remember what happened afterwards, but yeah, well, he, he died. He probably, yeah, yeah. they maybe kill somebody, <laughs> whatever it um, was. But is that true? Is that not true? I mean, we hear that in business all of the time, and some of the research that we did, it's um, was saying that it's just really when people say that, it's largely an excuse to avoid actually caring about how the other person feels, or sometimes dismisses their feelings or dismisses their the fact that. It is personal to them. It might not be personal to you, but it's certainly going to be personal to them no matter what it is. Yeah. Like it even says right here, it says falling back on saying that something isn't personal, but is just business allows us to dismiss our responsibility for participating in the act that unjustly harmed someone else. It's a yeah. strong statement because. Yeah. And you know where, where this whole conversation started is I think the last podcast we were doing, we, that's I, right. we were having this conversation yeah. and you were like, well, it's not we personal. It. Yeah. It's just something. And I'm like, wait a second. We do say that a lot. I've say that a lot too. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just not personal or don't take it personally. Yeah. But yet on the other hand, we're constantly having conversations around the fact that everything is about us and about self-actualization and self-awareness and personal growth. So how can we say it's not personal if that's also the whole 
construct of spirituality and, yeah. and, and growth is about making it all personal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so I'll share a couple of thoughts on this okay. for the topic of this conversation. I was journaling this morning about these little, when I was going through all this stuff, I think it really, just like most things, it actually, it determines at what level you're playing at. And so let me explain, right? If you are playing at the level that you think things that are happening to you are happening personal, then everything will be personal. Everything. The thing that somebody says that's not personal, just hear me out for a second. Okay. Cause I already see you want to jump in. Just, yep. just follow me for a second. Again, there's no, there's no right or wrong at the level that you're playing at, right? It's just whatever level you're playing at. So when somebody says, um, don't take this personally, if somebody's playing at the level of personal self, right? Which is a self-concept, your ego, different things. You're going to take that personally because the ego itself or the self-concept you've created is taking that personally as a harm against them. And it's the natural tendency for people to want to protect something that doesn't feel good or change something that doesn't feel good. So of course they're going to take that personally. Now in that same breath, it doesn't mean that no matter what level you're playing at, if something feels, you don't ever take away the feeling from somebody. So it's not that if somebody says that, don't take it personally, then you get fired and you feel sad or hatred or whatever that is, you can, you you can't, you can't deny somebody's feeling those feelings. So it's, it's that level. Now, the level I really wanted to talk about today, and we'll go back to that in a second, but just kind of lay out these two different levels. The second one is waking up and and believing, right. Or knowing whatever you want to refer to it as, um, that nothing in this world is actually personal nothing. It's just the combination, the accumulation of life happening for four plus billion years that are falling down to this day that happen to get it right for this thing. And so from a spiritual context, that's what you, that's what people would say. And that's the way I kind of look at life is that nothing's, it certainly can feel personal to the ego, but it doesn't feel personal to the self because the self is just experiencing it. It would be like if you're watching a movie and the movie, somebody dies in the movie and it's not really personal, but you still feel it, right? It's still just happening in a motion picture. Whereas life is just this experience that's unfolding that you get to experience. Therefore, none of the experiences you're experiencing are actually personal. They're just life unfolding. That could be somebody yelling at you. That could be somebody telling you it's not personal. That could be somebody cheating on you. That could be somebody leaving your company. That could be somebody stealing. That could be somebody giving you something. That could be something where you make money or you lose money. All the things that happen in life are just happening. And then there's you, the real self-actualization of the person who you, the knowing of who you are gets to experience all that. So what feels personal is personal to the ego. It's never personal to the self at that level. Again, if you're, if we're working at the self concept level, which is really psychology works, right? In terms of rearranging people, places and things to make it work better, it'll always feel personal. So if you're focused on that creation first, in terms of taking that personally, that'll always, everything in life will feel personal. Even if you admit to say, Hey, that doesn't feel personal, but this does, it's still playing in the same game. You're just deciding what, what feels personal and what doesn't. And so we have to understand at what level we're talking about and defining this at the, at the root sense of who you really are, the one who's experiencing life, the one who gets to experience the motion picture that's there. Nothing is personal, nothing. It's just life unfolding. It can feel only personal to somebody who wants life a certain way. If you do not want life a certain way, if you do not want a certain way, then nothing feels personal. If nothing 
is personal, then what's the point of doing any of the work that we're doing? Because you get to let go of the side of you that wants it. It's telling you that it's personal. That's the reason why we're here. That's self-actualization, right? Self-actualization, self-realization. But that to me is like personal. Self-actualization, self if you're not doing it for yourself and for your person. Well, you're not a person. You're a consciousness. And consciousness is not, is, there's nothing personal to consciousness. There's two separations. The ego or the self-concept is what you're, like when, when Christ said you have to die to be reborn. It's, or like when St. Paul says you die daily, whatever those comments, whoever says it, right? That's what you're actually removing. Remember you, the true self that's actually in there never feels anything as personal. What you're doing is you're feeling the ego or the egoic level of consciousness. Take it personally. So if you're a conscious being, you have no feeling. Well, you're always a conscious being. You just velcroed yourself to a self concept. If you are enlightened enough to understand that you are a conscious being, you have no feelings. It's not that you don't feel feelings. You just, there, nothing's personal. It doesn't mean you don't feel the wind. The wind's not personal. It's not, it doesn't mean you don't feel the rain. You yeah. feel the rain but and you feel it. Right. But the, you're talking about feelings like tactical feeling, like a feeling. No, you, well, well, hold on. Well, when you feel the rain, you can have a physical sensation. And you right. can also have an, a, an energy sensation. Okay, sure. So let's just talk about the energy part, not yeah, the sure. physical part. Yeah. Um, well, how can you, how do you have an internal yeah. energetic feeling and it not be personal? Because it's something that you're experiencing. It's not you. How can it be you if you're experiencing it? It's a subject-object relationship. So by pure definition, if you're experiencing something that then goes away, that you experience something else, there's somebody that's the experiencer. So the consciousness never experiences anything. No, no. It, it doesn't become anything. It experiences everything. That is the witnessing state. It experiences all the feelings. Absolutely. But it, the feelings change. You can be happy, then sad, then personal, not personal, all right, in the so same who hour. Is, who are they happening to? <laughs> you. But then how, that, how is that not personal? Because it's not a personal, that how when people say like, don't take it personally, what that really means is you're about to get disturbed and you're going to feel a different way. So when you feel it, there's somebody feeling the different experience. The experience that caused that is personal to the ego, but not personal to the self. And so you're back there witnessing it, all of it, but the true self stays in a state of neutrality is very, and that's why you can walk around undisturbed. That's why a yogi is somebody who can walk around undisturbed, meaning it doesn't mean that life's not going to be challenging or have problems or do different things. If somebody punches you in the face, you're going to experience it, but it's still, you're not your body. So when you look at this other podcast, when you said, just don't take it personally, you, you actually meant that. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is like, cause a lot of times it does come off as, and right different le levels, like you mentioned. And I totally get what you're saying on that deeper level, but on the more surface level or whatever you want to call it, it seemed it can come across as, you know, well, no, no, no. it comes a hundred percent. Like yeah. it feels real. Yeah. Or insensitive yes, or absolutely. dismissive yes. when you don't understand the intention behind it. Yeah. It can, it, it's like, but how, again, it's like, how can you say that? Because everything is personal and yet everything, level. right. And yet everything is actually not personal. Yes. Yeah. And but so it if depends you, on who your audience is, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I think 99% of people, 99.99% of people walking around taking everything personally. 
So when somebody leaves the the door open, they take it personally. When somebody that's, you know, whatever your, whoever your partner is, does something, you take it personally. So, right? so or in business is the yeah. same way. When somebody says something that you don't like, you take it personally, but it's just somebody saying something. <laughs> yeah. But it's the, but the person who's generally saying it, if they're not at the level of consciousness that you're referring to yeah. is when they say it, it isn't met, meant the intention behind it is actually like, yeah, they're not taught. They're probably not talking at that level. I just totally. wanted to make sure for yeah. this podcast, because yeah. our listeners go really deep here and yeah, they use no, models and frameworks to help build their life out that yeah. there's two different ways to do this. And so there's a way to escape, right. Essentially from where you are. Uh, anyways. So, but to go back to that, that, the, that part, if you want to talk at that level, you're absolutely right. So the way I think you can approach a situation, because I think most people are still going to feel that even if they're working on it, they're still going to feel like it's personal, whether in, by the way, it can feel personal, have to fire somebody, even though you don't want to, you can feel that as well too, right? If you're at that level. So the way you can do that is, um, there's a, there's a context to say, and that's why I don't really agree with this one. It's like this bottom quote says business allows us to dismiss the responsibility for participating in the act that unjustly harms someone else. I don't think it's unjustly. I don't think it's a harming. If a company is losing money if they let some employee go, nobody likes that. But the reality is, is that it, that may not be actual personal in terms of the way of like, I don't want to harm you. It's an action that business is happening to do. They, Let's, they were saying they weren't saying that the, the act itself was unjust. This quote was saying that saying falling back on saying it wasn't isn't personal was the unjust part. Yeah, so let me so let's just go to sports because it's actually easier. If a player gets traded and they're like, it's not personal, you just another team just picked you up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't personal for the coach. It was certainly personal for the individual that just got fired or let go yeah it can be for the individual so who's right though it's not about i don't think it's about being right or being wrong i think it's about just good leadership and understanding understanding that there are actual personal feelings involved even though even though it is business and that's the, that, and that's why it's such a fine line, right? And that's why it's very difficult because depending on who, what seat you're taking in, if you're playing at that level, to one person it's just business, the other person is personal, and it can go I, and go I, in each I, different ways. I, I, or is it both? Yes, I think the whole yeah. point is that if that there's a is it good leadership to ignore the personal? No. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a way if you can say, hey, look, this is going to feel very personal to you. Nobody really likes what's happened if, if it was actually happening, right? Whatever yeah. it is. But this is a business decision that is being made. It's not a way of saying that it doesn't take away your feelings. Right. I it's, think it just yeah. means being empathetic, making yes. sure that you yeah. work on your EQ, yeah. your emotional intelligence. Absolutely. So that when you're either delivering this news or this information, but I do not think it's ever a helpful statement to say, don't take it personally because that automatically dismisses the fact that they're a human with feelings. Yeah. So what, um, what if they're saying this feels personal to me, Hallie, in a content, you're letting somebody go. Sure. This feels very personal to me. This was a business decision. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, yeah. I, no, I mean, I, you would, you depend, I mean, it depends on who it is and how well but you, you know, know them you what I'm whatever. saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying, right? Yeah, like, you would say, I, yeah, I wasn't I, trying to get you like no, there, but I'm just like, you, that's, that's going through my mind. It's like, yeah, that's, you would say, yeah, I understand. This is a business decision. Don't take it personally. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say, yes, I understand. It does feel really personal. But, and, and, <laughs> and it was not based off of, I mean, it depends on the situation, right? The decision the, 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 the reality is in, in the reality is a business decision. We, yes. end, so I think it's like, this is going to feel personal and we're sorry about that, but this was a business decision. 
Correct. Yeah. But it's like you have to but almost you have to acknowledge it. Yes, and exactly. Not dismiss it. And I and I, I think it also I think this is where things can get out of quote because somebody could say, Hey, don't take this personally, but it's a business decision and really genuinely mean that. They're just saying it that way, meaning that, right, right. They're actually like being like, Hey, I had nothing to like in the middle of a manager has to fire somebody because they came up from above. So they're sitting down to the person going, sorry, you're let go. This wasn't personal, meaning that it wasn't coming from me, but it was coming from a business decision that was coming up above me. But right. It is, but, but, it, but is it is personal, personal to, to them. Person. But what they're saying is that it wasn't like, it wasn't a personal attack on them or something along those lines. Correct. I think the, it depends on the intention. I think, it, I, I think, get the intention yeah. behind it, but I think that leaders do need to be aware of the fact that the intention I think that's the key that people need to take away is it's almost irrelevant how you say it and you can say the same thing like i think if your truly intention is that like you're empathetic you understand the situation they're going through it's not fun and at the same time yet it's not it's from the business standpoint it actually wasn't personal it was just a business however we understand that this can affect you personal so therefore we're going to do x for you or whatever that, that situation is Yes, I just don't think it's helpful at pretty much ever. I don't know any situation that it's helpful to say don't take it personally. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think like when we I can just think of the times when you and I've been together when we fired a lot of people before. Yeah. Not a lot, but you know, throughout our years, <laughs> there's been quite a few, yes. right? Um, and we never said. I don't that. think I've ever said that. No, and I don't think it's just about firing people. It's about that's what I mean. Whatever making, situation making is changes in an organization yes. or yeah. um, promoting somebody over somebody else or. I mean, you know what I have said before, or even in personal, and, personal life too. I think you've probably been there. You probably, I wonder if you get your perspective on this, if you think it's accurate. Like I have been in meetings before though, when, when people were kind of rolling a little bit and just basically said, Hey, I know this is going to feel like you got kicked in the gut. It's not our intention here. It's the intention is to actually bring the solution to the table. It's kind of like you're recognizing that like when I yeah. say this, it's oh, going to hurt. Yes. However, I'm just, I'm, I want to bring that out in the open. And then, because the, really the intent here is to actually find a solution. I'm not trying to make it feel that way. We're actually trying to ask and we have to ask the question. Yes. I think that that w- works really well by bringing, and bringing it to And you're genuinely light. meaning it. Correct. Yes. Same with like um, from fierce conversations, like beach ball conversations. Yeah. You, you know how you, yep. everyone has a different perspective. Well, if you don't acknowledge that the other person has a different perspective based on their own personal feelings yeah. or personal history or whatever... How can you ever put everything on the table, bring it all to light, and then make yeah. the best decision for the organization? So I think the thing it to take, is personal. Yeah. Business is personal. Yeah. So I think the thing to take it away from that is um, to make sure that when you're when you're engaged in an activity that you know is going to likely trigger somebody, let's just get rid of the word personal, trigger somebody or disturb somebody. Acknowledging that I think can be helpful because I think mm-hmm. you actually find a better solution that way. So meaning you're acknowledging kind of like that example. It is like, Hey, this is going to feel like you may get kicked or whoever the person is. You got to say it that way. Like, this is going to feel a little rough inside when when we we talk about this, but it's not intended to do so. Um, And if you need a little time to do whatever it is that you need to walk through, I want to get to a solution. Right. The intention of this conversation is to, yes, it's not an attack. It's actually just, but we have to go, we have to, we have to get it on there. Right. Yes. And then, yeah. And then be able to move forward. So this is what we've heard from this person, right. And and then people are going to get triggered from that, whatever that, that situation is. This is why all of this is so important that whenever these situations come up, you use it as a way to work on you. (laughs) Yeah. And I I just want to share this one quote, because this kind of goes back to the working on yourself. The four and agreements one. Yes. Yeah. From Don Miguel Ruiz. Yes. Four agreements. You want to read it? Sure. Go ahead. You got it. Okay. He said, and this is really what you were saying yes. too, but this takes a lot 
yes. of work. And in the meantime, I think leaders need to acknowledge that their employees may not have done this work yet. Yeah. And what he says is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Yes. That's kind of what we're, we're just unpacking what he's saying in there is that when you get to a point that you're, you're recognizing that it's the ego that's hurt, not you, right? And you're not, you're no longer the true you is in there is not taking it personally. Therefore you can walk through the world undisturbed. Right. Like a true yogi. And my, my little add on is just, there's probably a lot of people in your organization who aren't there yet. Well, I think, so yeah, from a leadership exactly. perspective, you just need to be aware yes. that they're not there yet. Well, then they, then they go, so well, how do I get to that state? Right. Cause very few people are in that state, right. Of, of true yogic or enlightened or awakened, whatever word you want to use. Right. Do you need to be completely enlightened no, not, at all. not Look, to take things personally. No, here's the thing is like, the reality is, is that everyone's enlightened in moments. Mm-hmm. The moment between your thoughts, the moments when you just are skiing or the moments when you're with somebody that really just, you just get encapsulated with, or when you're speaking, right? Like I, when you, maybe you're doing a, I just always say that because in presentations, I do not, I'm not thinking about the rest of the world. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm super present when I'm, when I'm presenting and I'm just in that flow. Now there's times I come out of that, but so everybody at different times, is actually enlightened, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's just when people refer to enlightenment, it's this permanent state that they've merged with something else. But everyone has glimpses of this in their life all the time. Right, right. Yeah, you just, you have that. You're driving around, there's this beautiful, and you just, you're perfectly great and you feel wonderful. Then the problem is, it's just, it doesn't last very long, right? And it's, and it goes right out because if something happens and it, then you take it personally, right? So that's kind of what we end up taking everything personally. Why is this person driving 30 miles an hour in a 50? It's happening to me, right? I gave that example. I may even say this last time when my son was sick, mm-hmm. right? And he was on the ground crying. He goes, why is this happening to me? And I go, hold on, Asher. You need to look at me for a second. And I said, understand two things. Right now you're in physical pain because you're suffering and you're throwing up. That is different than what you're just talking about here, which is suffering. There's physical pain and there's suffering. The language you're using is causing a lot more suffering. It's not helping the physical pain. You are sick and you have physical pain. And you're going to feel that. It feels disturbed and it's not comforting. You know you're going to get through it. Your sister's had it. You're going to have that and you're going to be fine. And it's your choice if you want to add on suffering to all of this. Did you tell him not to take it personally? No, I didn't. <laughs> I just told just him curious. that it was from those things. And he, he actually stopped. He never used the language again. Yeah, he didn't. He just didn't do it because it's just like, but that's the same way we do is like, can you think I'm, I'm as you're talking about this, I'm trying to think of an example of something that I take personally. Do you can you think of anything like currently where you have those moments that you're take you take it? Personally? I think one thing that you've done a really good job on that you used to take really personally is whenever we had a negative review or a negative comment about anything with me or our organization. Yeah, actually. So, so here's an example. I, I, I don't take a lot of things personally and, and I probably haven't for a while, but mo- mo- the most recent example I can think of is when we got some feed- when we got the publishers, the oh, editors' yes. feedback on the book that we're working on, um, which I thought we did a pretty good job, and I and I knew we were going to get some feedback. I was not immune to the fact that we were going to get feedback, and I wanted feedback. Except when I got it, I was like, "Ooh, this is more oh. than, I, than I." You had it in your mind that it was going to be it was going to be like, "Hey, this book's amazing," and here's some feedback. <laughs> I'm just yeah. I'm being a little facetious, but you get my yeah. point. We've set up an expectation for how it is, which right. causes suffering. T- totally, totally. And I, but that was the last. That's yeah. the most recent time I can think of, and I haven't felt that way in a 
long time. Because you used to, early on, we used to, whenever you get like a negative review, which by the way, every, I mean, you go look at any yeah. single business that got negative yeah. reviews or somebody's not going to like you, period. Or right. somebody didn't like you, whatever it was. And I'm, and they're like, you're like, how's it not bothering you? I'm like, what do you mean? You're like, it's bothering me. Like, I can't, I'm like, you're taking yeah. it more, more than I am. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely bothered. Uh, but you've, definitely you, bothered it doesn't me. really seem to show up anymore. No. But the, um, the, so again, I think it goes back to when those situations trigger you. So when somebody says, don't take it personally and you're like, you kidding me? I'm taking this personally. Mm -hmm. That's when you use everything you've been using to let go of that and do the deeper work so that you can actually get to the state that, you know, Don Miguel is talking about here, which is being able to walk around for somebody else's words or actions or whatever they are no longer affecting you. Mm. And so whenever you have, that's why business is this conduit for opportunity or the conduit for personal growth is because what you're, the personal growth is actually, it should be conduit for eliminating the personal side of you. I know because that's I really what you're is. Personal growth is actually the elimination of something of the personal, of the personal yeah. so that, you know, there's no longer a person to be offended. Right. And when there's no longer a person to be offended, you're able to walk through life because then nothing offends you because you, you wake up. No per you really just mean there's no ego. To there's be no ego, which yeah. the ego is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a collage of things, which is essentially a person you've created with, with stories, with images, with conceptions based on culture, based on people told you, you've created this person, this ego is what people refer to it as, but it's mm -hmm. a person that gets, that's never satisfied Always is worrying, well, pretty much. It's an identity. Yeah, it's an identity. Person, the word person always made, is hard for me because it feels so physical. Well, this is what words can always yeah. do, right? It's just they're pointers, so whatever works yeah. for somebody. Yeah. But that's why you let, you're actually letting go. That's why when in the Bible they talk about like you must die to be reborn. And that's what it means. Yeah. In the same situation here, the personal growth is actually the elimination of this concept so you can truly rise. Mm -hmm. The person that's really actually, that's always conscious in there. Mm -hmm. Now, so when you're going through this work in business or in life, when things trigger you, which they do every single day, I mean, I get triggered every single day, right? And then it's just, how long are you going to stay there? Because the reality is when you're triggered, I don't, you have to admit, regardless of whether or not it's personal or not personal or business, it doesn't matter. And you're triggered, you're suffering. You're not in the highest state when you're triggered. So every time it's triggered, you have the choice. And the only win-win scenario is to let it go. The only other choice would be to like keep it around, which is ridiculous because you're suffering. Yeah. And so the only logical choice when you boil it down to it is to release it, to surrender to it. That's what surrender really means. Not surrendering to life or not doing anything or laying in your bed. It's surrendering to that party that's causing suffering. And the more you surrender to that, the more you actually become clear and you have more separation. So, you know, and then you spend a little less time being gripped by the ego and then a little bit more time, a little bit more time. The next thing you know, you have this more separation. You start seeing everything more clearly. And it still doesn't mean for years that you're still not going to be triggered. It's just, you don't stay there as that long. Actually, great example of this. I mean, we were, we were setting something up yesterday, um, my wife and I, and I was perfectly fine. I was actually in a flow all day. I was doing good. And then we we're trying to set this thing up and it, it, it wouldn't set up. And then Sarah started doing it wrong and I started getting really irritated with Sarah for doing it wrong and she was just trying to help me and so I, I don't really yell but I started to get short yeah and in that tone you know I'm just I can admit that like it just was there mm -hmm. and it pissed her off yeah because she's like I'm just trying to help and like you're she's like I'm like I'm not yelling she's like no but it's your tone and I go I know I get it but it was like if for you know like you putting shit together like that like sometimes it just like I don't know it, like what were you doing like it was like a, like a tech thing or like it was a, like a, a bed thing that we're oh, trying to put together yeah, yeah. with all these oh, yeah, yeah, I don't do that with girls <laughs> we, we, we do those on our own I know but anyways we're doing that and then but literally it was like it really glued me and I was like I walked away and I'm like man 
I'm irritated. I'm taking it out on somebody that I care so deeply about. Mm -hmm. So I turn around and I walk back in there and I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it was too late for that night. <laughs> it's just, she was like, and then the kids are, it was too late. too late. And then, but this morning we were fine. So yeah. it was, but it was like, uh, and like, cause even this morning I was like, yeah, I was irritated. I apologize for it. I got glued to this and it was irritating. I apologized. I need to let this go. I didn't say you need to. I just said, I'm going to let this go. And, and then like 10 minutes later, she showed up yeah, right, okay. yeah. because there's some energy, but I mean, we don't do that. It's just, how long do you get stuck there for? Cause yeah. I, what I said to myself when I walked away is like, do I want to feel this way? Yeah. And the answer, when I asked myself that question every morning, I'm like, I don't want to feel this way. So the only way I don't want to feel this way, the only way I can get out of this is by actually getting out of the state, which means I need to release this state and actually go in there and, and just openly say, wow, that just grabbed me. And then by actually the act of doing that is a surrender. Cause then it can't grab you anymore. It's like when things happen in people's childhood, that's really dramatic. They don't ever say anything. It holds them. But the minute they say it, mm -hmm. it's released. The truth will set you free. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like, said that, I don't know. Plenty of people did, right? <laughs> well, that's I feel like it was it a politician, but yeah. You know, in uh, who's the guy that says, uh, you know, words can't hurt me. Who's that? Um, John blank on the athlete there. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though? Can't Hurt Me is is, is the, he was Navy SEAL. Oh, David Goggins. Yeah, David Goggins. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Thank you. But that's really what he was saying in the whole book is like he wanted to get everything out that he's ever experienced so that way the words can't hurt him. And and so that just using right, him as an example. I'm not saying the, he's, yeah. yeah, whatever it is. So yeah. like whatever's happened to him, it's doing it. And like we've heard Oprah talk about like when you start openly talking about her being sexually abused or whatever it was, right? It instantly went away. Cause it doesn't, you're not holding on to anymore. That's the surrender. That's the release. And now we're talking about big things, but we can do this every single day so we can practice the lead up for these bigger things. And that's the practice of your life is to self-realize is to let go of those things that are holding you back from realizing who you are, which is the whole concept of self-realization. And, and not taking things personally. And not taking things personally. Hey, before you go today, I want to give a shout out to everyone who has left us a review. It really makes a huge impact and helps us spread the word about our podcast. This review is from ES Dunn. Love to listen to Adam and Hallie's podcast. I'm always inspired and challenged to change and be a better person. Love that. I love the positivity and that they share their successes, I would add, and our failures with their listeners. Thank you so much for sending that and for leaving a review. We really look forward to reading these every time they come in. So thanks again.